Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Start clean with Clorox. Because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Yeah, the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Hi, friends, and welcome back to the Money Girl Podcast. My name is Laura Adams. I'm a personal finance expert and award-winning author based in Austin, Texas. If you're ready for more knowledge, resources, and motivation to manage your money the best way possible and create a richer life, you are definitely in the right place. I get a lot of questions from readers and podcast listeners, and I answer as many as I can, both on the show and off the show. When I see some common themes, I enjoy lumping them together for a Q&A show, and that's exactly what I have planned for you today. The show title is Retirement Q&A, How to Choose Accounts, Manage Risk, and Cut Fees. This is episode number 502. To see the notes, just go to the Money Girls section at quickanddirtytips.com. You'll see a section called Money Girls Recent Tips. I love the topic of retirement because it affects all of us. The financial actions that we take or don't take today affect the lifestyle and the security that we'll have in the future. So it's a super important topic no matter your age and no matter if you plan to work full time until your 80s or you want to retire early and become an expert vagabond by the time you're 40. When you're young, retirement may seem too far off to worry about. But what's critical to understand is that you can get away with saving less money and still end up with a bigger nest egg if you start investing sooner rather than later. So putting time on your side is key. That's what gives you a leg up due to the power of compounding. And compounding may sound kind of like a complicated financial term or lingo, but it's simply what happens when the growth in an account gets continually reinvested so that growth earns more growth. The longer your earnings continue to make more earnings, the more wealth you'll accumulate. So even if you're late to the investing party and you have not already heeded this advice to get started, it's never too late to get on a better financial path. That's really what this podcast is all about. Investing consistently is a simple but extremely powerful way to grow your retirement savings at any age. And sometimes we don't get started because we have really valid concerns or unanswered questions about investing that may keep you from getting started and growing your wealth. And if that's the case for you, it's time to get those questions answered and get more clarity. That can really make the difference between moving your finances forward with confidence or staying stuck and never building wealth. 
In this podcast, I am surely not going to cover every question that you have about retirement, but I'm going to cover three questions that I recently received so you'll learn how to choose the best accounts, cut investment fees, and manage risk the best way possible. So let's get started with these great questions that came in from Money Girl readers, podcast listeners, and members of my free Dominate Your Dollars Facebook group. Retirement question number one comes from Michelle M. She says, my husband and I are 29-year-old newlywed professionals with generous combined income and hopes for an early retirement. I've heard you suggest maxing out your 401k before contributing to an IRA, but we've only been contributing enough to max out the match from our employers on our 401k and then maxing out our IRAs. That's because I've read that 401k fees are generally higher than IRA fees. How do you evaluate fees when choosing the right retirement account? Thanks for this great question, Michelle. Michelle sent in several questions and I'm gonna get to two of them here. Investment fees are an important consideration because they can slowly eat away at your nest egg over time. While there's no free lunch when it comes to investing, there are some easy ways to lower fees. There are three different kinds of fees that I want you to be aware of. They are administration fees, service fees, and investment fees. Administration and service fees of a 401k or an IRA are largely out of your control. They may be included in the investment fees or they could be charged to your account separately. So the administration fees might cover fund management, service representatives, websites, accounting, tax reporting. There are loads of expenses to keep these plans going. Service fees are one-time charges that are associated with using certain features of a retirement account, such as making a hardship withdrawal, taking a 401k loan, or doing an IRA rollover. These pay for the personnel, paperwork, and reporting that are required. Now, investment fees are the largest, but they're also within your control to some extent. These pay to have your money managed in any fund you choose, And they're also known as an investment's expense ratio, or ER. Investment fees are not unique to 401ks or 403bs that you get through an employer. They're also charged on investments in IRAs and in taxable brokerage accounts. You simply can't avoid investment fees. However, you can choose funds with low expense ratios because they are clearly listed on any investment menu. Even one percentage point can really add up when you do the math. Let's say you invest $10,000 a year for 40 years in a 401k, getting an average net return of 6% instead of 7% means you'll have $1.5 million to spend in retirement instead of $2 million. So paying just 1% in fees over four decades would cost about half a million dollars. That's pretty big. So what do you do about that? Well, let's say you want to own stocks and you see two similar growth mutual funds on a 401k or an IRA menu. Look at their expense ratios. If one charges 1.25% and the other charges 0.25% or a quarter of a percent, I'd choose to invest in the cheaper fund. 
Ideally, you'll have several options with expense ratios lower than 1%. And if you can get lower than half a percent, that's even better. So there's no truth that investment options in a 401k are always more expensive than those in an IRA. It just depends on the investment firm and the types of funds offered. You'll find that index funds, no matter where you see them, either on a 401k or in an IRA, they're some of the least expensive funds because they're passively managed. In some cases, additional administrative fees of a workplace retirement plan can be more than offset by having access to institutional funds with extremely low expense ratios. I'd prefer you max out a 401k with low-cost funds than to invest less in an IRA. For 2017, you can contribute up to $18,000 in a workplace plan or up to $24,000 if you're age 50 or older. But you can only put $5,500 in an IRA or $6,500 if you're over age 50. That's why my advice is to first max out your 401k or 403b because they offer so many great benefits like company matching, a high annual contribution limit, a Roth option with no income threshold, and automatic payroll deductions. I do want you to give workplace retirement plan fees healthy consideration in how you select investments, but I don't want them to paralyze you or keep you away from leveraging these great accounts. If you really don't like your investment choices in a 401k, let your employer know that you're interested in having different options. And if you really feel strongly that your 401k choices are far inferior to those in an IRA, well, I'd say maxing out an IRA is better than not investing at all. So Michelle, again, thanks for your question. I hope that helps you. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean 
every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Okay, here's retirement question number two, also from Michelle. She says, my husband has a health savings account from a previous job, but with his current employer, he no longer has a high deductible health plan. While he can still use the money for health expenses, he's getting slammed with a $5 per month maintenance fee. Is there a way to roll over his plan into an account with no fees? Michelle, I am a huge fan of health savings accounts or HSAs because they allow you to pay for or reimburse yourself for the cost of qualified medical expenses on a pre-tax basis. Technically, they're not a retirement account, so you may be wondering why I'm covering it here. But they do resemble a traditional IRA if you reach age 65 and still have a balance in the account. So I kind of think of them as a quasi-retirement account. Using an HSA dramatically cuts the cost of -of out-of-pocket health expenses before you meet your deductible or for those expenses that just may not be covered by health insurance, like dental care, eye exams, and eyeglasses. You can even use tax-exempt HSA funds to pay for services like chiropractic care, weight loss programs, and acupuncture. As Michelle mentioned, to qualify to contribute to an HSA, you must first be enrolled in a high-deductible health plan. These health policies come with higher deductibles and lower premiums than traditional plans. You can get high-deductible coverage on your own or through group benefits if your company offers it. In addition, some employers may recommend that you open an HSA at a specific financial institution. However, there's no rule that you have to use the one they recommend. One of the major benefits of an HSA is that you own it, not your employer. Most HSAs do charge a monthly service fee because they do require more maintenance than a typical bank savings account. But some HSAs waive fees after your average account balance exceeds a certain amount, such as $1,000. So if you keep a high balance, you may also want an account with investment options, such as mutual funds, to help your funds grow even faster. And again, these ideas that we're talking about with investment fees apply here as well. Take a look at the expense ratios of any mutual funds that are offered within your HSA. Like Michelle's husband, you may get special HSA perks only while you're employed with certain companies. But don't worry, it's really easy to transfer funds to a new account. Once your new HSA is open, Contact the institution with your existing HSA and request a rollover form to transfer your funds, and that won't trigger any taxes or penalties, and then you can close the old HSA account. But if for some reason you can't find a new HSA that waives all fees, I'd argue that paying a few dollars a month or $60 per year is more than offset by the huge tax savings the account gives you. For instance, let's say you pay an average tax rate of 20%. Just using HSA funds to pay for one pair of eyeglasses or prescription sunglasses that cost $300 
would save you $60 in taxes. Now, I'm not saying that I like paying monthly or annual fees on any type of account, but in some cases, the benefits and savings you get make paying a small fee worthwhile. So it's better to have a tax-free HSA and pay reasonable fees than not to have it at all. Another benefit of an HSA is that even if you become unqualified for it, while you still have money in the account, it's not a problem. There are no taxes or penalties on an HSA if you become unemployed, uninsured, or you change jobs and are no longer covered by a high-deductible plan like Michelle's husband. You can still spend the funds or use them to reimburse yourself for qualified medical expenses until you empty the account. The only restriction is that you can't make new contributions to an HSA when you're not enrolled in a qualified high-deductible health plan. In other words, you can continue to manage the funds and spend them on qualified expenses, but you're not allowed to add new funds to the account. Michelle, I hope that helps. Again, thanks again for your great questions. Okay, retirement question number three comes from Linda H. She says, I'm 23 years old and just started a Roth IRA. I'm also planning on starting a 401k through work in the future. But I'd hate to save money for years only to have it be stolen or disappear in another market crash. What are the risks of using these types of accounts? Linda, thanks for this question and congratulations on starting to invest for retirement at such a young age. If you make a commitment to invest $5,000 a year, for the next 45 years, you could easily have $1.5 million to spend in retirement. One of the most uncomfortable aspects of investing is that it does involve risk. We all want to make money, but no one likes the idea of potentially losing some or all of it. Linda, there's no guarantee that we won't have another market crash. I know that may be upsetting to hear, but history shows that the markets have recovered from big declines and still provided investors with long-term gains. According to Fidelity, over the past 35 years, the market has experienced an average drop of 14% from high to low during the year, but still has a positive annual return more than 80% of the time. It's important to remember that temporary drops in the market don't matter unless you need to cash out your investments at that moment and take a loss. If you have decades to go before you'll need to spend your investments, expect to see many short-term ups and downs. Having a diversified portfolio, which is just a group of investments that are spread out over different asset classes and categories, helps you avoid losses. You can choose funds that have baked-in diversification, such as index funds and target date funds, which are made up of hundreds or thousands of individual investments and reduce your risk. Now, for other types of risk, such as funds being stolen or an investment firm going out of business, there is an agency that helps keep you safe. The Securities Investor Protection Corporation, or SIPC, is a nonprofit corporation that was created by Congress in 1970 to cover the losses of investors with certain limits. The SIPC works to return your missing cash, stocks, funds, or other securities when your brokerage goes out of business and still owes you money. If they can't satisfy all investor claims for missing money, 
they have a reserve fund that can be used to make up the difference, again, up to certain limits. The reserve is funded by member brokers. That's why you often see that SIPC logo. The reserve can be used to supplement each investor's losses for up to half a million dollars, and that includes a maximum of $250,000 for cash claims. Remember that the SIPC does not bail you out from bad investments or even heeding bad advice, but it's a backstop if your money is stolen or your investing firm goes belly up. And you can learn a lot more about them at SIPC.org. One of the benefits of using a retirement account, such as an IRA or a 401k to own investments, is that they give you huge tax breaks, which save money. But another benefit is an added layer of legal protection. Workplace plans, such as a 401k or a 403b, are covered by a very strict federal law called the Employee Retirement Income Security Act, or ERISA. It sets minimum standards for those who manage and control plan assets, and it gives certain protections to employees who participate in these plans. That means there's pretty easy recourse if you participate in a 401k at work and your employer goes bankrupt or disappears with your plan's money. These plans are managed by third-party administrators, so it would be pretty difficult for any theft to occur in the first place. And the same is true for IRAs, but they're covered instead by state laws. So, Linda, I wouldn't worry about investments in a retirement plan or a well-known brokerage getting hacked or stolen. I want you to stay focused on investing a minimum of 10 to 15% of your gross income, no matter what. Depending on how and when you measure market returns, the numbers prove that our economy grows and corporations thrive over time. During the 20th century, the stock market return averaged over 10%. Being disciplined with regular contributions doesn't guarantee that you'll see investment gains every year, but over many years of investing, you will. So stay focused on controlling what you can and invest for retirement until it hurts. If you're enjoying the show, let me know by subscribing for free and taking a minute to submit a quick five-star review on iTunes. To keep the money conversation going with a terrific community, join my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Dollars. To request your invitation, visit Dominate Your Dollars on Facebook or send me a text message for immediate access. Just text DOLLARS to the number 33444. I'll see you in the group. You can also visit lauradadams.com to email me your money question, feedback about the show, or ideas for future episodes. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week, courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food service.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.